What's up, guys? It yo, is Hot Take yo, yo, yo. Without the Hot Take here, and welcome back to another episode of Junior Senior Two Views. Welcome, everyone. It's Junior Senior Two Views Podcast, episode 121, and it's Saturday, um, the 17th of December, so eight days till Christmas, mm-hmm. and let's get started. All right. Should the Jets and Giants be very worried? Uh, look, as yeah. Gi- I, look, as Giants fans, I don't really care about what happens for the rest of the season. They got the look. Midnight just struck on the Cinderella run, and look, I expected them to go three and fourteen this season. So anything that was better than that was going to be a surprise to me, and this season has been a surprise to me. So look, all I want them to do this off season is give lifetime extensions to Barkley, Shane, and Dale. That's all they got to do. Okay, so. The, the Giants are still fighting for a playoff spot. We know this. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit easier because the Seahawks lost. That's the team they got to worry about. They've lost to the 49ers. They're now 7-7. Seven seven. I think it takes three wins, and I, I'm not sure where the Giants get these wins from. they got to play the Commanders who've had a week off, mm-hmm. a bye week. That makes them rested. That makes them ready to play. And now they have to go there, win there, and then go play Philly in Philly. And I don't even know if they're going to outfit I mean at that point Philly's already you know clinched this after this weekend if they yep. win are they going to bring out a full team are they going to let the Giants walk in and win who knows most likely not they Three, want to they, they want need to, to have 10 wins they, they want to secure the division they want a a playoff spot and they're they're gunning for that one seed yeah. so yeah. I don't think they're going to be rusting And as yet. as for the Jets I mean they're this is a game of the week right here now the Jets at seven at seven and six right now, yes, mm-hmm. and the Lions at six and seven. Who would have thought that the Lions? Now I've never said that in the same conversation. The Lions could be the first team to make the playoffs after going one and six. It's very possible. I have the I have the the Lions winning that game. You do just because their defense is much improved. Their offense is back to what it was. And the Jets are going to be starting Zach Wilson because oh, yes. because Mike White was not medically cleared to start. He got um, pasted. In yeah, because he the, the he Bills destroyed. defense was out for blood against him. Mm-hmm. So Zach Wilson is going to be starting. We'll see if he um, can actually get back to some semblance of competence. And let me tell you something. This is probably the biggest game ever for him. Oh yeah. Oh. This yeah. is it. This is the biggest game he's ever going to have to. If he has a chance of having a future with this team, his big game is this weekend. They oh, have yeah. to win. He has to, he they has, have to win. And, and not only because that. Because the Patriots and, won. And not only that, he has to perform. He has to do something. He has to play well. Because as soon as Mike White's healthy, he's going to be the starter. If he does not play well, he's he might well. They're not going to extend a fifth-year option to him. All he's right. just going to be released. So, on a side note, let's just highlight some games that we have some thoughts about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins are playing the Bills on a Saturday. Uh, that's going to be the big one. That's in um, Buffalo. I just think Buffalo Buffalo's going to want revenge. Buffalo's defense is just so nasty. Like, they are so good. Like, with like what do you... Even without... Even though they're Von missing Von yeah. Miller. Mm-hmm. Like, that defense is stacked. Yeah. Ed Oliver, Micah Hyde in the secondary. Yep. Matt Milano was terrorizing Mike White. Like that that defense is ridiculous. I think I, I think Miami's kind of stumbled a little bit lately. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, yes. especially that that loss last week. Yeah, was yeah, that awful. was bad. That was that bad. was a that was an awful game. That was an awful loss. That was an them. awful awful loss. So I think this is going to be Bills as well. I agree on that yep. one. 
Um, you have you have another one, another game to look at, which I'm very interested in. Um, it's kind of probably the Buccaneers and Bengals because the yep. Buccaneers lost uh, last week. Yeah, uh, they're under 500. And look out. The Bengals look good. And the Bengals look good. The Bengals look very good. So this could I think this is gonna go the I think this might be this might be the end of the Buccaneers and this might be the end of Tom Brady. Um because I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Bengals right now. I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought they were gonna have a sort of down year after um after their Super Bowl appearance, but they look like legit contenders and they're sneaking up on that AFC North. Okay. They're threatening Baltimore's lead. All right, next question for you. Yep. More disappointing end to the Carol Arizona Arizona Cardinals or a bigger win for the pa- this Patriots? Is, this that that injury to Kyler Murray was a death blow to not only this season but possibly most of the next one because it, it's an ACL tear at the end of a season. He's going to be out for a full year. Mm. That is, even I don't really want to hear about advances in medical technology with an ACL tear. That's a year. Of lost playing time for a guy you just given two hundred thirty million dollars to, mm-hmm. um, well guaranteed whatnot. Guaranteed. Anyway, well fully guaranteed two hundred thirty million dollars. That's a that's a chunk of your cap. This team really needs to think about retooling, and not just um in the coaching staff, not just in the, not just in the. I knew you were going there. Not just knew in, you were going there. Not just in the executive branch, but on the field as well, because no, not look. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go on my Cliff Kingsbury thing. His primitive system has not. His primitive system has not served the Cardinals well whatsoever. He thinks he is Sean McVay. He is nowhere near Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they gave him and Steve Kime, who's just basically botched the last couple drafts, um, he given them five year extensions. It's just a testament to how little the Bidwells care about their franchise and just see everything just going swimmingly. They need changes not only at the coaching staff, but also at the executive branch and on the field. Because okay. there's right. holes everywhere on okay. this team. Okay, all right. So, this, I, look, the injury to Murray was was big. It didn't It didn't even happen when he was tackled. It was he was just contact. running. It was not contact. He just went, went left and his knee went right. Who knows? Um, yeah, it's... It, it's it's a it's an end to a bad season. No one expected the Cardinals to to collapse this way. They collapsed last season toward the end, but they had a great first half, and then everything went down the toilet. Because I, I don't, didn't I don't tr- think I didn't even trust them. Last I don't season. think things are going to change for them going forward. They already have committed money to Kingsbury. They've committed money to Steve Kine, and they've committed money to Kyler Murray. So you got the three pieces in place. So I mean, two of those pieces yeah. are are what's holding them back, though. Oh, well, that that's is, the issue yeah, well. here. That's the issue. If you had a better coach, if they had a better coach, I believe this team would be in playoff contention. I would, I, I fully believe that. That's why that's why them keeping around Cliff Cliff Kingsbury makes me so pissed off. Because if you had a better team, a better coach that would actually have a system that would utilize Kyler Murray and the weapons around him better mm-hmm. this team would be a whole lot better all right so as it wasn't a bigger win for the patriots no the patriots beat up on a team that were beating no. up themselves and i'm not no one should be worried about the defense is good led by matthew judon but the offense is terrible and you know you got matt patricia calling the calls and you got you know mac jones jumping up and down and yelling at people i'm not sure if mac jones has that kind of 
street cred to be doing well, that. Well, when you uh, when you're going into an offense run by uh, a slimmer uh, version of Matt Patricia and Matt Patricia, then I'd be angry as well. All right, next question. Uh, good idea for Mike Micah Parsons to uh, to call out Jalen Hurts. So during a podcast, I think Micah Parsons was asked something to the effect of Jalen Hurts, and he kind of gave more credit to Philadelphia, the team itself, rather than applying any kind of credit to Jalen Hurts, as if to say Jalen Hurts sort of you know has been fortunate to be surrounded by such talent. Well, and look, I, I think that's a bad idea, considering that the Cowboys and the Eagles. They're on a path to face off sooner or later. Oh, yeah. Look, I it that's something that I've considered about Hurts all season long. That is he really the guy? He's played well this season. I've been very, very well. Yeah, he's been he's played very, very well. Um he he still needs a little bit of development in his accuracy yeah. and his ink his consistency on drives can be a bit murky, but I like what I see from Jalen Hurts. I really do. In a first in a a uh, full year, uh, another full year of starting for him. He's really blossomed, and the team around him has gotten better and better. And the coaching, Nick Sirianni, has been great. Well, so. look, it's all worked out. They haven't had injuries to speak of that's been extensive. Um, Jalen Hurts has made progression. Obviously, the draft he he was drafted. Uh, let's face it, the Eagles obviously didn't have faith in Carson Wentz anymore, which is why they traded him because they thought they already have this guy. Um, I don't think he has to do anything more except the Eagles, in my opinion, have to win it all. They have to win it all to shut everybody up. What about Jalen Hurts? Oh, they have Because yeah. at this point, by all accounts, he will be the M- MVP. I don't yeah. think there's anybody else near him. So I would say the only way that happens and the, the naysayers will go away is if the Eagles win it all. Yeah. And there's a good chance, but yeah. there's there a lot of teams out there that might say... Probably not, or maybe not. Maybe there we challenge couple, it. The, the, the Eagles have run into a couple games. Uh, well, that game, a couple games where they Their only where loss they, was the where Commanders. They, where they've played down to competition, the Commanders and Jeff Saturday's Colts being, okay. like, yeah. those are the games I'm looking at and saying, mm, are you really all that? Okay, next one. Yeah, moving on. We have, did Aaron Judge's signing with Yank- the Yankees help Carlos Correa? I think so. I think it did because clearly, look, I don't think, I think a lot of people thought there was a slim chance that Aaron Judge would locate and find the inner child and hearken back to a time being a West Coast kid to go back and and be like the hometown guy going back to to his hometown team. It didn't happen. And so ultimately, he's off the books. I mean, this is what free agency is. It's dominoes. Big pieces go, other pieces come back. Yeah. And Carlos Correa was still out there. And Carlos Correa, he bet on himself. It's a massive contract. But he bet on himself because he didn't want that Minnesota. I'm, I'm, he didn't I'm, want that kind of commitment yeah, there. The, Minnes- the, the, the T's are spinning tires. But I just think for the contract in terms of the Giants, it's a massive contract in terms of both value and term. And for a team like the Giants, who are sort of stuck in this middle stage where they have a bunch of guys who are in their early thirties, early to mid-30s, it's sort of a short window. Are you going to be able to build around quickly with Correa? Because well, I haven't noticed much in their prospect system that really excites me all that much. If you're the Giants, it is also you're dealing with looking at teams above you. 
Dodgers and Padres. Padres probably would have made a move because the Padres do that all the time. They give out long-term contracts like it's nobody's business. Well, they want to bet on they're well they're betting on Tatis coming back. Well, they bet they already yeah. signed Bogarts to like a you know the yeah, Bogarts to eleven Bogarts, years. The Bogarts thing, yeah. So I mean, this is what happens now. So if you're the Giants in the West, you're going. Can we sit back and just kind of just hang around? Also, I want to so, I, I want to sound off on the Bogarts thing um, for a minute. Not not because why? of the 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 um, the fact that the Padres made that move. I think I think the that's a good move for the Padres because he's a really good player, and I think what he brings is really good. You can move Tatis to the left field. I, the Red Sox, please keep doing what you're doing. Keep shedding payroll. Don't pay Devers. Because the what I'm seeing from the um, Red Sox management over the past couple of years, they've gotten fat and happy with their winnings over the past decade and change, and want to cut payroll and wanted to get under the luxury tax, which is why they let go, why they traded Mookie Betts, and why they've let go of Bogarts, and why they're most likely going to let go of Rafael Devers once he wants a bag. Okay. And and honestly, as a as a person who does not like the Red Sox, keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Keep doing it because it's making you worse and making the rest of us happy. All right, next question. With the signing of Kodai Senga, mm-hmm. is the Mets rotation complete? I think so. Uh, he's he's a proven commodity in Japan. Uh, he's been there for, a, for all his life, and he's pitched really well in Japan for a consistent amount of time. Um, if he can, yeah, I think hopefully he'll be able to s- figure out major league pitching. Um, it might, it may take a little bit of time, but uh, as a third starter, I think it can, it, it will come quickly, and I think it does complete the rotation because you're gonna have uh, Verlander or Scherzer as your one or two starters, really interchangeable. Senga as a third, Quintana as your as your Carrasco. fourth. And Carrasco, if they keep him, oh, I've seen him shop it, shopped in, oh, well, shopped dead. as your fifth starter. Yep. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe they pick up somebody else as, as their fifth starter. Right. So I don't think it'll be a problem because he's pitched in, he's pitched internationally because he's pitched in the sort of world in the yep. world championship game. So he's, he's faced players from other countries. So I don't think that's. I mean, a, I mean, I remember. I don't uh, think that's a I, problem. I, I saw a couple of his clips yeah. from the from the 2017 World Cup. Yes, game. he was striking out. So, prime, he was striking out Prime McCutcheon with no problem. Okay, so he, you know, he's he's definitely got, you know, his pitches down. He's got a nasty split finger, which I think that's his sort of out pitch. Yeah, and it's no, you know, I think it's a good pickup for the Mets. Again, it, it does complete their rotation. It kind of gives it a little bit of sort of. You know, I was worried because after DeGrom left, you thought, okay, you get Verlander, you still need another starter. Yeah. So that rounds out the rotation. You just hope, as always, when it rotations, you go, can 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 it last the whole season? Yeah. Can these Also, speaking of the Mets, they also re-signed Mr. Clean, Brandon Nimmo, to an eight-year, $168 we million dollar last, extension. We talked about last week. Oh, though. yeah, we did. We did. And we, it's we did. Not, we're talking about... Senga. But yeah, I am. Happy. I'm, I'm happy that he's back, and I'm happy that the Mets brought in Senga. It's a uh, honestly, it's such a refreshing change from the coupons not doing a damn thing in free agency. Okay, next question. Yep. Um. Uh, word up. A little bit of word up. Jacob Degrom saying that his reason for signing with the Rangers because of the organization's desire to win a championship is blank. Prudent. Hmm. It's safe. It's prudent. It, you know, his press conference didn't kind of raise any alarms. He wasn't 
you know, throwing a gauntlet down saying, look out for the Rangers. He was kind of just saying what he felt needed to be said. They met, they gave him exactly what he wanted for the number of years he wanted, for the money he wanted, and you're just going to stick with the, you know. And, like, I don't... What's your word? And I think it's safe. I think the answer that he gave was safe. Because um, here's the here's the thing. The Rangers are going to try to buy a championship. They It's been proven that they're doing that at this point. They've given money to uh, Seager... Well, he's, in year, he's in year two now. Yeah, so. Seager, Semyon, uh, convinced Bochi to come out of retirement. Now they've given money to to Degrom. Um, they cleaned house in the executive branch. John Daniels is gone. Uh, Chris, uh, John Woodward's gone in the as the manager. So, do should we expect more from the Rangers? Um, maybe. I I don't know. It's I feel like Degrom going to the Rangers to me. It's like a a McLaren driving through a favela. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I, I, it, I, I, it doesn't. I, I'm. It, there's not much. It's sort of a Fabergé egg, in my opinion. And look, the I mean, look, they got 68 wins last season. I think the Grom and a couple of the pieces might give them another 12 games. Let's see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Next. Ah, uh, that's you. Next, that's me. Uh the post-game altercations between the Suns and Pelicans. Was unnecessary, <laughs> completely, completely unnecessary. First of all, the dunk from Zion was okay. I could see how that could be inflammatory, but they were up by nine. It was single digits. The Suns are turning into some of the most. Uh, I've seen the rounds on social media right now. They're turning into one of the most unlikable teams by NBA fans online right now and i do not blame anybody for not liking the suns because they are so so petty holy holy cow they are so sensitive the you had already lost and you were up by nine why you why do you have to start something you already lost the game the dunk wasn't even that bad it wasn't even that inflammatory if it was double digits yeah i'd say i'd say yeah maybe but it was nine points yeah it was Inevitable. That's my word because you could tell, sort of the 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 energy in this in the smoothie arena yeah. was more heightened. These teams hadn't seen each other since the playoffs. Yeah, when the Suns exited them out. The difference in this game was Zion. Zion's yeah. on the court. Zion's healthy. And Zion was incredibly bowling over Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges could not guard him. No one could guard him. So. I agree. There was a little bit of time left in the game. It's it's fun. You're running up. You're you're down the court. You finish it off with an exclamation. The it sun. Nine, it was nine points. That's it. But it but it was there was still five seconds left. Big deal. He runs it up for a layup. Dunks it. Everybody's happy. But of course the Suns weren't. But now look, there is a rivalry here, and that's yeah. all there is to it. The Pelicans. They want to meet the Suns again also, I in found, the playoffs. I found it crazy that the Pelicans fans were chanting "F Chris Paul." Wow. Well, there's there's still sentiment there. There's wow. still sentiment. Every time he touched the ball, they were booing. New Orleans. Well, New Orleans Hornets, they're still there. They're, they're, they moved from her. They moved from yep. Charlotte to New Orleans. Chris Paul was their number one pick. Yep. And there's there's some bad blood there. All well, right. well, it wasn't technically his fault. They had failed in the playoffs for a couple years. Then the whole veto trade, basketball reasons whatsoever. All right. Next question. Yep. Um... Is it possible that Bol Bol could be the NBA's most improved player? Yes, and I'll tell you the stats right now. Here we go. His stats in Denver. Points points per game, 
Mm-hmm. Orlando, 13.5. Rebounds, 1.4. In Denver, in Orlando, 7.9. Assists, 0.4. In Orlando, 0.9. Blocks are up. Field goal percentage up to 60%. Three-point percentage up to 41%. Yeah. Free throws, 76%. Minutes have gone 27 And, you know, so all that tells you everything you need to know. I want to highlight. He ain't his dad. Let me highlight one stat right there. Minutes. Yeah. That's what's really jumped out. Because in Denver, he never got a chance. Well, he couldn't. Yes. Look, yes, um, he wasn't playing the way they wanted him to play. But Bol Bol's not a guy you try to shape. He's he is such a unique player and such a skillful jack of all trades type. You can't really sculpt him into into something you want him to be. But unlike the late his, his father, late Manupo, yeah, Manupo was never known as a guy handling the ball. Yeah, Manupo was a guy at seven six standing from three and shooting it with Muggsy Bowes passing it to him. Yeah, when he was with the Bullets, for example, Manupo wasn't. You know, physical guy. Really, he couldn't. He was tall, but he couldn't. You didn't get beaten, blow by him. I just, I just got reminded of that one clip of him swinging, swinging a punch and him missing, and he just stands there after right. it. So, I mean, and Bowl, look, let's face something. Orlando stinks. So Orlando's yeah. going to give time to everybody. Your time goes up when you're playing on a on a roster with Orlando. Yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah. you're playing on Orlando's roster. If you're pretty good and you can dribble a ball and shoot, you'll get to play. Yeah. Now Denver, I don't think so. So I think that's also that I couldn't crack in there because you already had players playing in his position and playing well. Yeah. All right. All that's right. you this time. Okay. Um, oh, other one. Oh, should the Clippers be encouraged by Kawhi's last game? I think they should. He put up some really good numbers. Um, but the thing about Kawhi is that is he like he's is he really healthy is he really healthy enough to play consistently he hasn't really and the answer is no he hasn't it hasn't been that way for a, a, a long time it hasn't been that way since 2017 he's load managed since then but is he going to be consistent enough to come back for the play i mean this is the same thing that toronto dealt with in the 2018 season this is the same thing that they they dealt with okay so this is the thing i suppose is a number that's staggering i just realized it and it was I heard about it. Kawhi Leonard, over the last few seasons, has missed 137 games of basketball. That's staggering. And that, and a shout out to Bob the Boy Monroy. No offense, but Anthony Davis hasn't missed that much time. Yeah. So that's a lot of time missed, and he's only played in nine games this season. Yeah. So that's he needs to be there all the time. Yeah. The, needs, the Clippers this, aren't winning yeah. without him. No. Let's not forget about forget about Paul George. They're not winning without Kawhi. And the the Clippers right now are they're sort not of, are sort of in that. Yeah, well, they're all, I think all, but it's the West and all the with the exception of right now the Pelicans are in first. With the exception of that, most teams are kind of hovering around five hundred. Most of them are sort of you know even as far as their record goes. So it's still too early. But you know Kawhi needs to be out there every night. Yeah. And forget about this load management stuff because I think it's just gone wacky where you're just looking at. You know, minutes and going, you know, he can't play a certain number of minutes here and or there and too many minutes. And, you know, he's coming off, I get I get it, major knee surgery. Yep. But at the same time, they need him to play. Yeah. They, they really need, need him they out need there. They need him out there. World Cup final tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. I will not be up. I no, will not, tell to, you right not now. tomorrow morning. Not tomorrow morning. Uh, Monday, Monday morning, morning. Our time. Our time. So, 
France and Argentina. I will not this be is, up. This is a massive game. France and Argentina. So how they got here? France beat the St. Peter's of this this tournament, Morocco, two nil. Um, Morocco tried, but they were just out outclassed. Almost oh, coming to an end. Yep. And Argentina uh, completely like waxed uh, Croatia three nothing, and and completely destroyed the argument of letting teams back into games, mm-hmm. which they dealt with this tournament by just really dominating Croatia on all three lines. So what you have now is right. You yep. got. France, second time they've been back. So they're defending their title. What World Cup curse? There isn't any now. <laughs> right, so they're defending yep. it. Then you got them versus the sentimental favorite, Argentina, because this is this is Messi's last game. This is it. This is this it. Is it. No matter He's not going to play another World Cup. And this might be his last game for Argentina. Right. So, and, But on, on France's side, you have a deep squad. Led by Kylian Mbappe, the supposed next generational talent up next guy and he's really showing why he's only 23 he already has a world cup under his belt right he's already um put up multiple 30 plus goal seasons yes he's just an absolute demon he's unbelievable and and this isn't even we're not even considering this isn't even france at full strength they're missing their the ballon d'or holder kareem benzema they're missing uh paul pogba and N'Golo Conte. That, that's three player, players from last World Cup that they're missing due to injury. That's, that's and they're missing uh, Kim Pemba, a main part of their defense. But they've been able to replenish on the fly. Um, Giroud, Olivier Giroud, um, a guy who's sort of a depth piece last World Cup for France, has scored four goals in this tournament. One of the highest, uh, highest tallies of goals in this tournament. Um, in the defense, they've been able to bring up um, Jules Conde, Kunde to replace Kimpembo, which is which has been huge. In the midfield, Aurelien Shuameni has been fantastic, and they've just been able to replenish on the fly. And France just looks so deep. On the other side, Argentina, obviously Messi is the attraction, of course. But unlike 2014, he doesn't have to carry the load anymore. Right now, don't get it twisted. Without him, they would not be here. They would not be here. Yeah. But he doesn't have to carry the load anymore. They're playing with Messi, not not um, Messi, not the other way around. Yeah. Messi isn't playing playing to save Argentina yeah. all the time. Okay. Alongside him, you got Alexis McAllister, Enzo Fernandez has been fantastic. Emmy Martinez in goal has come yeah. up clutch in certain situations. Um, Julian Alvarez. You have depth pieces on the bench like Paulo Dybala and um, and Angel Di Maria. Both squads look really, really good. My prediction: France on paper have the team to have the team to win it again. So France wins, but there's something <laughs> telling me, and I'm a messy, I'm a messy. Um, so that's why I'm you're a messy roman- favorite, I'm a messy romantic. Mm-hmm. I've watched him for a long, long, long time. I watched him win Champions Leagues. I watched him do that, completely just dribble around um, Jerome Boateng in the Champions League semifinal. I've watched him for a long time. I want him to win this World okay. Cup. But but my reasoning for thinking Argentina is going to win is that too many things are falling in their favor. Too many things have gone right for them not to win it. So, 2-1 Argentina. Okay, I'm going to say France. What's the score, do you think? I think it'll be 2-0. Two nil. Two nil. Wow. I think I think I think I think France 
has a, has a lot of momentum. There's they're playing for something. They're playing to like command this. Well, there's you know, there's you history know. on both sides. Of course, there, there is. Like Messi wants this World Cup. Of course, and it, this World Cup might well. And it's going to be last as the goats, right? Um, succeeding Ronaldo and Johan Cruyff. Okay, and France is looking to become the first team since uh, Brazil in 1966 to repeat as World Cup champions. All right, all right. So moving on, I have a, I have a passage. Uh, someone moved on into the next life. Paul Silas, mm-hmm. uh, former NBA coach, uh, former All Star, uh, played with uh, uh, championship teams with the Celtics. 74, 76, and played uh, with the Seattle Supersonics in 79, uh, passed away, um, was a coach for many years with the Hornets uh, as an assistant, then coached the Hornets for a few years, then the Hornets turned from Charlotte to New Orleans, he was a coach there, mm-hmm. he went to Cleveland and coached LeBron for a couple of seasons, and then also last coached the Bobcats from 2010-2012, uh, his son Currently coaches Steven Silas. Steven Silas yeah. coaches the Rockets. So Patrick moving on for there was a there was a great uh, very sentimental moment between Monty Williams and Steven Silas uh, where they just hugged it out. And Monty Williams uh, was a great friend of of Paul Silas, so he knows how much that this loss um, is burdening that family. So rest in peace, Paul Silas. Great great coach, great player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, happy belated birthday to Craig Biggio. Uh, 57 years old. One of the great contact hitters of his generation. Yep, 3,000 hit club. Yep. Played with one team. The and Astros. that doesn't happen too many too often. You don't hear about that since, you know, a player playing for one team. Yep. That, 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 that that kind of doesn't become a thing anymore. Father Over of, 3, father of Calvin Biggio. Yep, yep. On the, on the, on the Blue, Blue Jays. Jays yes. Yep. Over 3,000 hits. Um, four-time Gold Glove Award winner. Seven-time All-Star. Roberto Clemente Award, you know, Astros Hall of Fame. He, he, is he going to be in Cooperstown? Most likely. Once, what, or is he already there? Or oh, he did. He's already there. Yes. Yeah. Around this time in 1999, proposed Ken Griffey trade to the Mets halted. I did not know this. Now, let me just give you some frame of reference, folks. The Mets in 1999 were pretty damn good. They yeah. had Mike Piazza. You had Robin Ventura. You had, you had a good pitching rotation. Al Leiter was Al leading Leiter, the way. You had Al Leiter. You also had Kenny Rogers. Yeah. So you had a pretty good rotation. They were playing the Braves, and they came up short in the, in the championship series yep. of the Braves, four games of two. If this trade happened, just imagine what, you, what kind of outfield you had with Griffey there. <laughs> and the Mets, what the Mets were going to give away wasn't a lot. It would have been... It would have been perfect to get Griffey, but you know you can always imagine what could happen. Well, he a, nixed the trade. He nixed it. He didn't want it. Yeah, he didn't want to deal with the coupons. He didn't want it. And so. honestly, honestly, that might have been the most apt decision of his entire career. Yeah. Even though he didn't get to the big prize. And that's the show. Yep. Uh, oh well, we're missing one thing. Milestone. Ovechkin. Oh, milestone. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Alexander Ovechkin gets his 800th goal. He got it. Um, I feel. Does he catch up with Gretzky? I think it's conceivable that he might, because he hasn't slowed down one bit. Mm. Like uh, Alex Ovechkin is fantastic. So He's still the generational talent. That he, he needs ninety. He, he needs ninety-five goals to get Gretzky. Although I do think this goal tally is a little bit borked, considering that if AHL, uh, if AHL um, or WHA stats were counted, Gordy Howe would lead this. Right. Well, but, he's eight oh one. Yeah. So. Gordy, if WHA stats were counted, Gordy Howe would have right, destroyed everyone on all of these all-time lists, like games played and goals. Okay. All right. So we'll see what happens if he can catch 
Gretzky. But I think I think it's I think it's conceivable that he does. Mm, I honestly, I uh, seriously, he has ninety four goals, ninety five goals. He's got three years left on his on his contract. Okay, we'll see. And he has. I mean, he's scored thirty something each year. Yep, I think. it's conceivable that he does. All right. right. That's it for our show. That's it for our show. If you come from TikTok, welcome. We do this thing once a week. Also, we do have a mailbox. Come on, (laughs) I want to hear you. It was empty today. What's up with that? Junior, seeing your two views, all lowercase at gmail.com. It will be on the post. Sound off with your questions, of course. And we will be having a show right before Christmas. We will have a Christmas Eve show. There's a a couple of presents will be opening up for teams that. In the NFL, who aren't going to make it, and yep. and and also our lower tier baseball teams praying yep. for a miracle. So we'll 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 have that happening. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye.